those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall rise up like eagles. See, every day of our life, when we choose to make room for God, when we make room for God, He causes us to rise like eagles. So instead of having vision that's ground-based, like a kiwi, only lives on the ground, can't see and look very much, but what's on the ground, always looking at the ground, always looking with human eyes from a human perspective. God's not called us to be a kiwi like that, but He's called us to rise up. When we wait on Him, we rise up like an eagle, like an eagle, and we begin to see things from a kingdom perspective. We begin to see things like the King of Kings sees it. So no matter what your circumstance is, and no matter what the enemy is whispering in your ear, no matter what he's telling you, it doesn't matter because you know you've made room for God and you're soaring and you know what is truth. He renews your strength. And you will run, I'm prophesying, you will run in the season of your life. And you won't grow weary. You'll walk and you will not faint. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, we thank you. You are here. We thank you, Holy Spirit, for what you're doing in our lives. We thank you for what you've done. We thank you for what you're doing. We thank you for a stirring up this morning, a stirring up, a blowing upon the embers that are in our hearts. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's just speak in tongues. We're a Pentecostal church. Let's just stir up that gift. Let's speak in tongues. If you don't, just say, I love you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Speak your heavenly language. Let a great outpouring of you, Holy Spirit, come upon this people this morning. Where there's been doubt and fear, let it be gone. Thank you. Where there's been fear, what you do in their lives, Jesus, let it be gone. Thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord, and declare that we have vision of that of an eagle. That we rise today determined to walk with you. Jesus' name, everyone said, amen. You may be seated. Ken and Pani are up in Rotorua. I thought before we start, a couple of things we'll pray for. Woo, the All Blacks won. Woo, woo, hallelujah, praise the Lord. Hallelujah, praise the Lord. National God and hallelujah, praise the Lord. Doesn't matter, because this is what I know. I had such peace. Oh, I didn't even say, I didn't even vote for National. have done for years. What? Hi, Jack. Hi. Hi, Quinn. But God is on the throne. So whoever's gotten in, hi, another grandchild. Hi, Quinn. Oh, hi, Charlie. Hi, Saski. Hi, Benji. Whoever's gotten in, it's God ordained. And so... 
Let's pray for our government. We're going to pray for Kendi's up and Panya. They're up in Rotorua preaching at Living Well Church, is it? Living Waters in Rotorua. And um, Father, we thank you today, Lord. We thank you. You are on the throne. You rule and reign and we declare your kingdom come, your will be done. We thank you, Lord, that right now your anointing will be upon uh, Mr. Luxton, Lord Jesus. Father, we thank you that you'll give this man wisdom. We release a spirit of conviction to come into his heart, Lord, that he will rise up and stand up for what is right. Father, we thank you for a boldness coming on your people that are in cabinet, Lord, a boldness that they've never known before, Father. What we ask is that you will cause a favor to come on them so that when they speak out against injustices, when they speak out against that which is not ordained by you, Lord, Lord, their voice will be heard. I thank you for that. I thank you for that. In Jesus' name, Lord, we bring you Kent right now. He might even be preaching right now. We thank you, Lord. We bless him, Lord. We bless him, Lord Jesus. We bless him today with anointing afresh from your throne room. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Cool. He goes, the Bibles, you know me, I'm not old school. I've got to have, you know, the message and the amp and all that. <sighs> Thank you, Jesus. You know, at the beginning of the year, our word for the year is believe. Oh, I just love that so much. So you know when I'm preaching, I'm going to be preaching on faith. It's my genre. So that word belief, I just loved it. And in Mark 16, it says, These signs will accompany those who believe. In my name, they will drive out demons. They will speak in new languages. And even though the enemy might come, putting it in my way, even though the enemy might come with poison and fiery darts, it won't harm them. And they who believe will lay hands on the sick and they will be healed. Amen? So easy to quote. So easy to quote. But I wanted to talk this morning how we can push through those doubts, those fears, how we can push through and believe and begin to step out into daring acts of faith. Ken preached a while ago on a word called battle ready and I loved it so much and he talked about doof. So that's what my word is called. D-A-O-F. Daring acts of faith. Oh my gosh, I so want to do it. But at times when I even feel that stirring, I just get so scared that I don't. I'm scared of rejection. I'm scared that God won't come through and we're going to talk about that. And I can compare myself to others. But we're living in a time where we can't muck around. That the kingdom, the manifestation of the kingdom of God needs to be seen. The, pros, the gospel needs to be preached with power and word. Amen? Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Let's turn to 2 Timothy chapter 1. We're going to read from five to nine. Oh, that's right. I've got this. So when we got in the beginning of the year, I don't know whether you've got a camera that can walk up to this. I meant to take a photo and send it to Mark. In the beginning of the year, when we got the word believe, I thought, what am I going to believe for this year? And I knew that in this church, there were three women. I know my writing's a bit lethal. Sometimes I can't even read it. 
There were three women plus a beautiful niece that we have that had been trying for over some for years to have a baby. And I thought, I'm gonna start interceding, praying and believing and seeing those women pregnant, along with many others, some of you had. And so that was my daughter, Kimberly, that was Emma, that was Sandy Heath and Brittany. And slowly, one by one, see, when you're intentional, when you step out, when you begin to declare it, power, kingdom power follows. Every one of those beautiful women, Brittany was the last, are pregnant today. Let's give God a shout of praise. Thank you, Jesus. Because what can look impossible is not impossible to God. 2 Timothy 1. I'm calling up memories of your sincere and unqualified faith, the leaning of your entire personality on God in Christ and absolute trust, confidence in his power, wisdom and his goodness, no matter what is happening around you. A faith that first lived permanently in the heart of your grandmother, Lois, and then for my grandchildren and your granny, Sari, I am fully persuaded it dwells in every one of you here also. That is why I remind you to stir up, rekindle the embers and fan the flame and keep burning the gracious gift of God, that inner fire that is in you by the means of the laying on of my hands with the elders at your northern nation. But every one of you, you've got that. For God did not give us a spirit of timidity or fear, of cowardice, of cringing and fawning fear, but he has given us a spirit of power. Say that God has given me a spirit of power. Say that. Amen. And of love and of a calm mind. Do not blush or be ashamed then to testify for our Lord, nor be a prisoner for his sake. But with me, take your share of suffering to which the preaching of the gospel may expose you and do it. So he's saying here, you know, suffering's gonna happen, but in the power of God. Listen to this, verse nine. For it is he, God, who delivered and saved us and called us with a calling in itself holy and leading to holiness, to a life of consecration, a vocation of holiness. So this morning I'm believing for a stirring up in the embers of our heart, for a fanning into flame again, the fire of God, that gift from God. I'm calling up a holy calling. I'm calling us and challenging us to live a life of holiness, to live a life that is consecrated, no matter what, no matter what, that when the Holy Spirit convicts us, I'm believing for the spirit of conviction to come upon every one of us. So when the Holy Spirit looks at us and looks in our lives, every one of us will have things that the Holy Spirit is saying, no. Stop doing that. No, no more. It's time to draw a line in the sand. So I'm praying for the spirit of conviction to come upon every one of us so that we rise up and respond to the holy calling of God in Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 
See, in James 4, 7, it says this, Submit to God. Resist the devil. Stand firm against him, and he will flee from you. See, submission to God, submission to God releases kingdom power. Say that, submission to God releases kingdom power. Yeah, Luke 17, 21 says this. See, the kingdom of God is within and among us, surrounding us. This kingdom, God's power, his spirit is within us, surrounds us. So without faith, now we're gonna get on to faith now, it is impossible to please God, Hebrews eleven six. So faith is the complete confidence. This is if you break down faith, it's the complete confidence in God's goodness, his wisdom, and his power. That's faith. Complete confidence and trust in his goodness, his wisdom, and his faith. You know this. Thank you, Jesus. Hebrews 11. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. It's the substance. It becomes substance of the things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And the amp says this. Faith, perceiving or seeing as real fact things that are not revealed to the senses. See, in the beginning of the year, I saw those women pregnant. I began to see it and I knew it. I didn't care what the doctors had said. I didn't care. I thought, Lord, you are mighty. You are good. Thank you, Jesus. I spoke to their bodies, spoke to their womb, spoke to the men. I didn't know all the circumstances, but I spoke. I declared the word of the Lord. Hear the word of the Lord, you bodies, you uterus. You will receive an embryo. It will attach itself and you will grow. In Jesus' name, amen. Faith, perceiving as real fact things that are not revealed to the senses. Therefore, Romans 4, 16, you're gonna get heaps of word today. For the word of God, it is living, it's alive. Romans 4, 16, therefore inheriting the promises of God is the outcome of faith. If you wanna inherit the promises of God, it depends on faith. It depends entirely on faith in order that it is given from God as an act of grace or a gift from God. Whatever we receive, through faith. See, faith takes what grace has given. Faith is the currency of heaven. Faith activates kingdom power and connects us to the kingdom source. Faith, complete trust, confidence in God's goodness, his wisdom, and its power, no matter what. God, no matter what people are going through right now, Father, I thank you for your grace to come upon them, your anointing to come upon them. You know every circumstance, Lord, let there be hope. Let there be faith that nothing is a surprise to you, that even as you were with Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego in the fire, so you are with us. So you are with us. See, that was my confidence going through breast cancer. 
It's what God showed me. He's with me. Karen gave me a beautiful word too. God is with you where you are in the fire. There he is. There he is. Don't bow down. Don't compromise to what men and women are trying to make you bow down to. I believe there's people and you're coming under pressure and, and people are wanting you to compromise compromise on what you know to be right. And God is confirming to your spirits today, no, don't compromise. Don't bow down. You continue to stand firm. Having done all, you stand firm. Stand firm. Submit to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Amen? Amen. Right, let's look at Luke 17. Luke 17 in the Message Bible, five to six. What I've done is I've put these little tags to save time. No, I love this. Oh, I'll start with this one. Luke 17, 5 to 6. The apostles came up and said to the master, give us more faith. But Jesus, so it says the master here, but Jesus said, you don't need more faith. There is no more or less faith if you have a bare kernel of faith and say the size of a poppy seed or with that little seed, you could say to the sycamore tree, go jump in the lake and it would do it. Give us more faith. Faith is faith. And the Greek word there, the meaning of that portion or that portion of faith is this. God has given us all an equal honor and value of faith. The same measure of faith has been given to all of us. But it's our job to use it. And using it increases the ability. What have I got here? I love what I said here. We need to exercise faith to be able to use using the measure in a greater way. We need to exercise faith to be able to use the measure that he's already given us in a greater way. See, faith requires an action. Without it, it is dead. Faith without works of obedience is dead. In the message, let's turn to James 2, 21. Verse 21. Let me just have a quick drink of water. I'm turning my back here. Thank goodness, sometimes they have a little double crown thing happening there. Looking good. Normally, Atu, I got it to check for me this morning. Right, verse 21, listen to this. Wasn't our ancestor Abraham made right with God by works when he placed his son Isaac on the altar? Isn't it obvious that faith and works are yoked past? See, what I'm trying to do is that if we don't begin to step out and what God is asking us to step out in, that fire is gonna die out in us. See, it's stepping out. It's going to the edge. It's doing what God tells us to do. That's how the Holy Spirit begins to fan that flame in us. And every one of us here, God will be challenging us to step out into an area of faith out of our comfort zones into an area of faith, and there he is. See, where was Jesus when Peter stepped out of the boat? He was on the water. We have to step out. Abraham believed God and was set right with God, includes his action. It's the mesh of believing and acting that got Abraham named God's friend. 
Is it not evident that a person is made right with God, not by just a barren faith, but by faith and fruitful, that's fruitful in works. The same with Rahab, the prostitute. Wasn't her action in hiding God's spies and helping them escape the seamless unity of believing and doing? Say believing and doing. Beautiful. That's what counted with God. The very moment you separate body and spirit, you end up with a corpse. Separate faith and works, and what you get is the same thing. Faith without an action of obedience is dead. James 2, 21. See, Peter had to step out of the boat. Rahab, she had to just be determined. And you imagine how scary it was for her. But she stepped out. You think of David. He was only a youth, you guys. You see, we sort of think of David as this big guy. They say about 14, 16. He was only young when he had to face Goliath. So you think he was a lot of your age. He had to step out and believe and know who he was and know his God. He'd made room for God. And when doing that, and so in that time when he faced Goliath, there was no fear because he didn't see the bigness of Goliath. He saw the bigness of his God and he ran towards him saying, who do you think you are? You are nothing. This day, see, we need to get that attitude. This day, I'm going to cut off your head in Jesus' name. We need to cut the heads off our giants that we're facing. We need to see the greatness of our God. We need to stop talking about the mountain. And we need to start talking to the mountain about the greatness and the goodness of our God. Amen? Amen. That's a word for someone here. Stop talking about your mountain. Yada, 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 yada. All it does when you do that is get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. No, talk to it about the greatness of God, His goodness, His love. His calling on your life. Amen. Amen. Woo. Faith puts the power of the cross to work for us. 1 Corinthians 1.18. For this message of the cross, it is foolishness to those who do not believe, for they are perishing. But for those of us who do believe, it is the power or the manifestation of the power of God unto salvation. Your faith, your acts of stepping out with faith causes the power of the cross, the blood, the very blood of Jesus Christ. Everything that it cried out back then cries out now. When we step over the line of doubt, comfort, when we step over that line, the blood of Jesus is activated. Everything he did back then, he's done now. He won. He won. He wears the victor crown. So now we've got to step out and we've got to take our victor's crown. We do that daily, daily, daily by stepping out, stepping out, stepping out. Amen. Jeremiah 1.12, some of you need to hear this. He said to Jeremiah and he's saying to you, you have seen well, for I am alert, I am active, and I'm watching over my word to perform it. The King James say, for I will hasten to perform my word. Right, I better get going. Woo, I've been so excited. It's like the, hey, that's the intro. <laughs> I did a jack. Nah, I can get through this. We can do it. Nothing's impossible. 
Hey, what can stop us from stepping out and doing daring acts of faith? Fear of man. Do it afraid. Josh, let's turn to Josh 1.9. It's a new one. I know that I got this this morning. Josh 1.9, I love it. I think um, Kent said this. Have I not commanded you? This is God talking to you here now. Have I not commanded you? Be strong, vigorous, and very courageous. Be not afraid, neither be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. God is with you. See, when you step out, you've got to know that. He's in the fire. He's in the valley. Even though I go through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Amen? Fear of man. We can't fear rejection. Oh, I tell you what, I I love this saying. Disobedience hurts miles more than the fear of stepping out and doing it afraid. You know, I've failed so many times and I think, oh, if only I'd been bold, if only I'd stepped out. But God is so good, he's so gracious. And we get to go around that mountain again, go around that mountain again till we learn when he says, okay, go, go, go approach that person. Go see that person. Go tell this person this. He anoints us. He's there. He meets us. Don't be afraid of man. Don't be afraid of rejection. Number two. Oh, this is a huge one. Fear that God won't come through. You know, when you step out in a face, the thing that you bear lots of times, oh, look, okay, God, I'm stepping out here. But what if nothing happens? So for me, that was a big thing. I hadn't realized how huge it was in me that I actually had disappointment in God and I actually had anger with God, but I'd littered it down. I didn't even recognize it. And there was this faith preacher at church and he was saying, you know, there should be power. There should be um, wheelchairs, people in their wheelchairs arriving, cancer dropping off. And then my head, I was thinking, oh yeah, well, show me. Come on then, show me. Show me, there's someone in a wheelchair over there. Show me then. He kept on preaching and then he did an older call and I felt the Holy Spirit challenged me to go up and I didn't go up for what he was preaching about, but I went up. It was a moment of face-to-face God moment and I got up there and the Holy Spirit came on me and I just began to sob and this came out of my mouth. I'm sick and tired of sticking up for you, God. I can remember even thinking that I'm sick and tired of stepping out, of praying, and I've seen nothing. And then I made excuses to people for why maybe God didn't come through. I'm sick and tired of sticking up for you. And you think God would just give me a beautiful hug and say, it's all right, sorry. No, he didn't. In a loving, stern voice of the Father, he said to me, it's your job to step out and ask. And it's my job and my business what I do. Hear that? It's your job to step out and ask. And it's God's job and his business 
what he does. Because we only have this little perspective of what's happening here. We don't know what's happening right around us. From that day on, I step out and I ask. I leave it to God. Jack and I, I think it wasn't long after that, one of our youthies um, sucked gas. He'd just come back to God, but with his mates, thought they'd have a bit of a suck back. Sucked back some gas and he died. His mother asked us to come quickly and pray for him. He was dead. Would we pray for him to rise up from the dead? We thought, oh, shoot. We've never done that before. How do you do it? It's like, oh, ring team pastors. Come on, what do we do? How do you do it? How do you pray for that? But it, we didn't. We just thought, okay, 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 okay. We got in the room. There were doctors, nurses. There were the, the teens that were with him. They were crying. And I just the boldness came on it, didn't, didn't it, honey? And we just said, you know what? We're just going to ask God. We're just asking. If we don't ask, see, this is the key thing. If you don't ask, you're not going to get. So your minds will ask. Sometimes God's going to say no and be okay with that. Get over it. And so anyway, it was no. We prayed, we prayed, just simple prayers. God, rise them up, you know. And, but I tell you what, we went back that night. What amazed me is at the end of it all, I had more faith because I'd conquered a fear. I'd always been afraid. What do you do when you cro- come across a dead body and they say you've got to pray for it? I thought never again. I had more faith to pray for a dead body. If some of your family members, one of you, cark it, Jack and I will come pray for you. We'll give it another shot. We'll give it another shot. Come on. Just ask. If you don't ask, you're not going to get. Remember, ask. It's God's job and his business, what he does. Number three, comparison. Don't compare yourself to others the way they do it. You know, there's people like um, our lovely Luke. Luke, he has a gift of evangelism. Oh, he'll go preach on the streets and all that, knock on doors. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I feel a little bit condemned. He doesn't mean to, but just because he has this gift, it's not who I am. I'm like um, friendship, build relationship. And through that, I speak and share the gospel. So don't compare yourself to others. Know who you are. I love it because the enemy will come with condemnation. Learn the difference between condemnation and conviction. See, Jesus comes with conviction. And with conviction, there's always hope. With condemnation, there's shame and pulling down and no hope. Learn to know the difference. In 2 Corinthians, it's uh, 2 Corinthians 10, 3 and 6. Therefore now, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are all like flesh, but they are mighty for the pulling down of strongholds, bringing into subjection every vain and imaginative thought that rises itself up against the true nature of God. That is what the enemy wants. He wants to keep you down, keep you down, keep you battling in this mind. No. Learn to deal with this. Learn, don't compare yourself to others. What's gonna help us step out? Because I got a mood, baby. What's gonna help us step out in these daring acts of faith? Kent preached a word battle already. I told you about that. I've taken a couple of his points. The first one he talked about, we need to know God. And I love this. The very first memory verse that our mama got us to learn, and I've said this before. Um, Daniel eleven thirty two. The people that do know their God, the people that do know their God shall prove themselves strong and stand firm. See? The people that do know their God shall prove themselves strong, like the proving of sourdough, 
prove themselves strong, stand firm, and they will do great things. Amen? Great exploits. I put it in everyday English, mama. The people that do know their God shall prove themselves strong, stand firm, and do great things. Daniel 11. So know God. Make room for God. We sung all about it. This morning, Hebrews 13, 5, it talks about in the end how God promises us. I love it because he says it three times. I will not forsake you. I will not fail you. I will not leave you. I will not. I will not. I will not. See, when you know God, you know no matter what the circumstance is, even if he's saying no to what you've asked, because remember, it's according to His will, not your will. If I had my way, I would have been completely healed and not have to walk through chemo, a cut-off breast, chemo and radiation. Oh, by the way, to catch you up, remember how I talked about how I prayed for the operation? Remember, and I said, I've always had faith, and he heard me, and like two hours later, I got the call, well, guess what? (laughs) Someone else needed my spot. But that's okay, because I've always known that when it happens, it's God's time. And that every person that's in that operating room, the doctors, the surgeons, the nurses, they're just for me, ordained by God. So that's my peace. So it's okay. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. So that's when you're going through disappointments, that's where your faith, your complete confidence and trust and his wisdom and his goodness and his power. Point two, know your authority. Luke 10, 19, for God has given us authority over all the enemy's power to walk on snakes and scorpions and crush them under our feet and nothing whatsoever shall do us harm. Now what it's talking there is not so much this fleshly body because let's be real, this fleshly body can get harmed. It's talking about our spirit man. He's given us authority that nothing, remember, nothing removes us from his love. And remember, this life here on earth is just a speck to what is eternity. So what he's saying is he's given you authority to deal with the enemy, to stand on him, to tell him to take a hike when he's coming at you, knowing that God is good. And even though you might be walking through cancer, even though you might be walking through another um, situation, know that God is in control, his kingdom come and your day days are in his hands he's the boss he's the boss that gave me peace if my time is up lord okay you're the boss but i believe in the power of god and healing of god amen know your authority hey do i've got here do a study on the blood and the cross the power of it because when you get that revelation Revelations 12, 11, we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the spoken word of our testimonies. So know God, know your authority. And this is a really good one. Three, start where you are at with what you have got, sow it to grow it. Some of you try to go too big. I remember, I can't think which guy or leader who taught us, it's okay where you're at. And I know he's a great, where's Sam? Is Sam here? 
He was, Sam, he's right here. When we started Peak and all of us were crowded around, there was Joe and Roger. Put your hands up, guys. I just wanna honor these guys and Jay and Chrissy. Can you guys stand up? And David and Susan, can you stand up now? Can we give them a hand? These are the founding pastors. They were right, they're still pastors in the house. And so we were meeting um, with Sam and Shelley were there too. And we met and just said, okay, what can we believe for? I think, and so we asked ourselves, what can we believe for for in a year of how many people would be in Peak Vision Church? And the number I got was 50. And most of us, I thought, yeah, 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 we can believe for that. And Sam said, no, no, I can believe for 100. And he told us why by the end of it, we thought, yes, we can too. We can believe for 100. And guess what? We were over 100 by the end of the year. Amen. Let's give God a clap. Woo! And just before we started, I was like, doubt was coming. I'm thinking, oh my gosh, because I kept see comparing myself to other churches and even comparing myself to mum and dad and how they started their church. And I was like, and so all I was focusing on is what I haven't got. Don't focus on what you haven't got or what you're not. Don't focus on that. So I was saying, God, you know, I haven't got, you know, I've got an average voice. I can't play an instrument. I can't do this. I can't do that. And then Jack said, what, and then God, I heard him clearly say to me, and he's asking me, so what have you got? And I said, well, we've got a good sound system, tick. We've got Darlene worship leading this morning, tick. We've got Jack preaching, tick. We've got a beautiful building that you provided, tick. And then I sort of run through, I can't remember how many things, and he said, and, and he kept going, and, and. And then I got a revelation. Guess what? He's got you. That's all he's after. He said, I got you and Jack. That's all I need. Hearts, hearts that are willing to step out in faith. Don't focus on what you haven't got because all he's after is you, is your heart, your love for him, your acts of obedience, stepping out. That's all he needs. That's all he needs. And from that, great things happen. Can I have the musicians up, please? See, small steps of faith lead to great miracles. Small steps of faith lead to great miracles. Zechariah 4.10, who dares to despise small beginnings, the small starts. Zechariah 4.6, it's not by our might, because see, when we're focusing on what we haven't got or what we're not, we're focusing on us. And Zechariah 4.6 says, it's not by mind, it's not by who you are, but it's by the Spirit of the living God, the same Spirit that rose Jesus Christ from the dead. It dwells in us. So this year, as the rest of the years, we, okay, God, how are you wanting me to step out? That word that Don McDermott preached about breakthrough evangelism, I just wanna remind you of some of the things he said, because we're not all Luke's. We're not all dads. You know dads? Just be a friend. One waters, one sows, one will reap. Be yourself, don't be weird. Be yourself, don't be weird. Be alert to God. See, this is what I need because I'm so task oriented at times. I wanna tick, 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 tick my um, task. But so God is 
challenging me to be alert to opportunities, to be generous and stop, to be faithful and passionate and listen to the Holy Spirit. So I'm preaching to me, sorry, listen to the Holy Spirit and be interruptible. Now, you know, a lot of you know me, so you know what I'm like. So that's what the Holy Spirit is challenging me. Sorry, be interruptible. Don't be weird, peoples. Step out of the weirdos. Step out of that boat. Finish. Step out. That's what I've got here, finish. Step out in boldness and obedience for the rest of this year. Daring acts of faith. Let us rise up together and respond to this holy calling. I'm going to finish with Romans 8. Oh, it's a good one. In the message. Romans 8, verses 15 to 17. This resurrection life you've received from God is not a timid, grave-tending life. It's an adventurous, expectant, greeting God with a childlike, what's next, Papa? God's Spirit touches our spirit and confirms who we really are. We know who he is, and we know who we are, father, children, and we know we are going to get what is coming to us, an unbelievable inheritance. We go through exactly what Christ goes through. So if we go through hard times with him, then we're certainly going to go through the good times. Let us all stand up together. Thank you, Jesus. So Father, I thank you. And Lord, we say, forgive us for not being, forgive me for not being interruptible. Forgive me at times for being afraid and not stepping out when you've asked me to. Forgive us, Lord. Forgive us, Lord. Forgive us for not making room for you. What I ask, Holy Spirit, is that each person here, I break the power of every religious spirit and every religious stone that's in a backpack of what people have told them how they make room for you. But what I ask, Holy Spirit, is you know each person here, and you know that each person will connect with you in a different way because of how you've created them to me, to be. I'm freeing some people up here. You go to God and say, what's going to work for me, God? Because what some of you are doing, it's trying and it's dead. So ask God, what will work with me? So Holy Spirit, I ask that. Holy Spirit, I ask that you stir up and you breathe in the embers in our heart. We say together that we respond to your holy calling. Father, we're sanctifying our lives. We're setting ourselves, consecrating ourselves. We're setting ourselves apart for your holy calling in this end time. In Jesus' name, everyone said, very quickly. If you don't know Jesus Christ, if you've never stepped into this walk of faith with Jesus Christ, today is your day. Today is it. The Bible says this, if you believe in your heart and speak it out of your mouth, you are saved. So that's why we're gonna say a prayer. That's why we say this prayer because something supernatural takes place. So let's all raise our hands and you all say after me, Jesus, I believe. You're the Son of God. 
that you died and you rose again. Jesus, forgive me of all my bad stuff. Holy Spirit, come into my life. Grace me, lead me. Thank you for my measure of faith. I receive it afresh today. In Jesus' name, amen.